Well, you all can tell the subject matter has been changed. You all have seen the news, you've seen what's going on in Israel right now. Uh, tonight's title is uh, Happening Now, World War Three. Maybe, we'll see. Uh, before we get into anything, I want you all to, once again, we look at Luke 21, 28. I'm just trying to make sure that, I, I'm not trying to give you a message to scare you. It's just a message to inform you, and it's a message to inform other believers and others who don't know the Lord, you know. And Luke 21, 28. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift your heads, because your redemption draws near. Jesus said it is written in Psalms 122, 6. <coughs> Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. And once again in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all families of the earth shall be blessed. We turn to the book of Matthew. I know I'm going a little fast. We got a little bit to go over. Matthew 24, verses 32 through 35. It's also the same verse as also in Mark 13, 28 through 31. It's in Luke 21, uh, verses 29 through 33. He says, Now learn the parable from the fig tree. When its branches have already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it's near at the doors. Surely I say to you, this generation by no means shall pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words by no means will pass away. In 19... Uh, after World War II happened and the Holocaust had happened, uh, the, the state of Israel was formed. And it was formed in one day, in May the 14th of 1948. And the Bible predicted that. It would, be, it would be a combination in one day. And that comes out of Isaiah 66, verse 8. And that reads, Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall the nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. We are at war. In war, one needs to be level-headed. I call on all citizens of Israel to unite. Today, the people of Israel are under attack, orchestrated by a terrorist organization, Hamas. The past days, have been devastating for each and every Israeli. In this moment of tragedy, I want to say to them and to the world and to terrorists everywhere that the United States stands with Israel.
terrorist attacks. Hamas launched thousands of missiles at Israel. Israel is facing its biggest attack in decades. Prime Minister Netanyahu has declared a state of war. I'm at the Ben Gurion International Airport in Israel, trying to capture the situation in Israel and trying to make sense of uh, the conflict that is escalating by the hour. And where do major powers like the US, Europe and Russia stand in this fight? We'll bring you a 360-degree perspective of this war in West Asia. Savior's blessed word, he said, on earth he 
prophesied. Oh, he spoke of this great battle that is coming by and by. All the way from the gates of Eden to the battle of Amnia Garden, there's been proud and tribulation. There'll be sorrow and despair. He has said, ye not be troubled, for these things shall come to pass. Then your life will be eternal when you dwell with him at last. There'll be nation and against nation. There'll be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be great signs in heaven, in the sun, the moon, the stars. Oh, the hearts of men shall fail them. There'll be crashing of the teeth. Those who seek it will receive it. Mercy at the Savior's feet. All the way from the gates of Eden to the battle of Amnigaden, there's been troubles and tribulations. There'll be sorrow and despair. Yes, if you not be troubled, for these things shall come to pass. Then your life will be eternal when you dwell with him at And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names and he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden letter reaching down when the man comes around the hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground When the man comes around Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying it's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks Till Armageddon, no shalom no shalom Then the father hen Will call his chickens home The wise men will bow down Before the throne And at his feet They'll cast their golden crowns When the man Comes around Whoever Is unjust Let him be unjust still Whoever is righteous let him be righteous still. Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still. Listen to the words long written down. When the man comes around. Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing. Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree 
The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In measured a hundredweight and penny pound. When the man comes around. Actually, I, when I did the editing on this, I took out the sounds so you didn't have to hear any sounds, but at least you got to see, see some images. I remember see the little kid get beat with sticks. Uh, they were actually uh, calling him names. They were, I think they were calling him in Arabic. They were calling him monkey. And uh, he, was, he was one of the ones that was kidnapped. There was a lot, of, a lot that were kidnapped. Over, uh, over a uh, hundred people were kidnapped. And they not only they kidnapped uh, babies, children, and and elderly. You seen that lady? They was it was having the, they make her hold that M16 that or that AR that was a AK47 that, that she was holding, and you know she was in terror of her life. You know they they're fixing to kill her. Yeah. Um, and uh, what the news has been showing you, they've been they can't show you everything because it's very. Uh, they can't. Uh, they can't put it on TV. Graphic. Very graphic. I've seen a lot of stuff. Um, they're actually been taking. They've taken the kids. They beheaded the babies. They have uh, taken the children and caught the children on fire. Um, you need to understand why Israel is coming back at them this bad. It's because they killed. The latest report that I had before I came here. Uh, and this is from Amar, Amir uh, Tassafani, and he has, the last I got from him, he's actually right now inside of a bunker in Israel. He flew back from America back to his family, to be with his family. And he's got down that uh, 22 U.S. Uh, people from the U.S. were killed. Uh, 20 from the U.S. are missing. Uh, as the fight has gone on so far, 189 IDF, that's Israeli Defense Force, have been killed in battles. Currently, the uh, USS uh, Gerald Ford battle group has come and is there now. Uh, and on its way right now is the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower, which is on the way to the, also that area. Uh, the U.S. has ordered its citizens to leave Lebanon. Northern Israel is under attack right now, the northern part. And they're being attacked with uh, drones, UAVs, and they're actually using gliders. They use 20 gliders that are coming in across. They're coming from Lebanon. Uh, the U.S. has put Delta Force and SEAL Team 6 on standby to help the IDF. October the 7th, when this all kicked off, 1,200 people were killed. This is by the Israelis, 1,200 so far they know of. 3,000 were injured, and at least 100 were captured in Gaza. The, the Gaza Strip, Israel released the Gaza Strip in 2005. That, that land was theirs, okay? And they were pressured into giving it over to uh, uh, they, the Palestinians, and once they once that land was turned over, Hamas, which is a terrorist organization, came in and took complete control of the land. And once they took control of the land, they are totally 100% funded and influenced by Iran, Persia, ISIS, per Iran, not not ISIS, not Iran. Iran, country, whole country is paying for this. Uh, Iran. Uh, 
Rand's philosophy is they look at it as a holy war. When they were fighting, you see them coming across, when they, used, they were using paragliders. They, they, this was all synced up real well. What they did was at the same time they were firing missiles, and the missiles they were firing, they were firing are homemade missiles, all right? They were more or less funded probably from the money that was given them to, uh, to use for food. They buy pipes and they make these missiles and shoot them across. And what they were doing with those missiles, that was the first barrage. They're testing the Iron Dome. dome. They're, they're using cheap missiles right now to test the Iron Dome with. And what they want to do is they want to eventually get the Iron Domes. They, are, they run out of missiles and then they can use guided uh, missiles, the, the ones that can target stuff really good. And those are probably going to come from, if they do use them, you probably see them come from Lebanon, from that area. Um, but they used, at the same time they were firing those missiles, they had paragliders. Y'all know what a paraglider is? These are motorized paragliders. They had, they had like a, their own little squad or no. And what they did was they had a, one person was flying it and one person was sitting in front and he was holding a machine gun. All right? And they would fly over and, and anything they seen was a target. And at the same time as they were flying over, um, they also had little bombs and stuff they could drop. You see those, those towers you've seen, those were Israeli uh, areas that they guarded they guard, guard the strip with. And the, the reason they attacked them was because it was an Israeli, it was a holy day for Israel. Most of the Israeli's forces, a lot of them were down, you know, their home and stuff with their families. Y'all remember, I'm not sure Miss Louise remember, I know I remember as a child back in 1973 when uh, they had the, uh, the war back then. And that was, you know, they always try to, they pick that too at the same time, but also on a holy day for them. Um, trying to remember all the facts. I've got so much in my head. Um, these, uh, these people are, uh, you got to look at it one thing. We need to look at this in one way. Um, you look at it as it's, it's spiritual warfare, all right? You've got uh, people who are being influenced by, you know, demonic forces to do these hideous things they're doing, you know. Who can go in and, I mean, they're going into, we would call them here neighbor, neighborhoods. I think they call them kibbutz. That's what they call it, like a village. And they're going into those villages, you know, those things you've seen on fire a while ago. What they would do, they either, a lot of the Israelis, their houses, almost all the houses have a bomb shelter in them. So they'll go down in the bomb shelters. And what they were doing, if they couldn't get you, they'd burn your house down and hope they'd get you inside your bomb shelter. Or they would shoot them, and then they were, then they were bombed, they were catching their houses on fire. And they're still finding, I just heard a report as it came in, they were still finding bodies of people they didn't know, you know, that had been totally just massacred for only one reason because you're a Jew. That was it. You know, they, they, they hate Jews. I was, in a, I was in Saudi Arabia. And when I was there, I can tell you for a fact, even the Saudis, the, the people I met, no, they did not like the Jews. We were not even, we couldn't even mention Israel while we were there. Couldn't talk about Israel. That was a no-no subject to talk about. And if it came on the news, you just, you better walk away so that, you know, because they, they were going to look to grab you to get, ask what your opinion was <laughs> on uh, Israel. Um, Y'all may say, well, why, why is this all going on? Why is this happening? Why, why are they attacking Israel like they are? Why do they, they hate the Jews so much? And the Bible gives us that answer. And the book of Zechariah, chapter 12, verse 2 through 3. The Bible says this, Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all surrounding peoples. When they laid siege against Judah and Jerusalem, and it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone or a burdened stone for all the people. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces through all the nations and of the earth are gathered against it. And later on we read down in Zechariah chapter 12 verses 8 through 9. In that day the Lord will defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the one who is feeble among them, 
and that day shall be like David, and the house of David shall be like God, like the angel of the Lord, and before them. It shall be in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. Now this has a twofold meaning. And Joshua chapter 11 verse 20. For it is with the Lord to harden. You say, why are these people like this? Sometimes God, you say, what? Well, some things God uh, allows to happen. All right, He knows it's going to happen. He can see the future, the past, present, and future. He knows these things are going to happen. For it was of the Lord to harden their hearts that they should come against Israel in battle, that he might utterly destroy them, and that might receive, and they might receive no mercy, but that he may destroy them as the Lord had commanded Moses. This was talking also about the Egyptians too. Now, Taiwan's defense ministry has sounded alarm bells about heightened military activity by China. The defense ministry said that it had detected at least 103 Chinese warplanes around the island in a 24-hour period. The Taiwanese defense ministry called on China to immediately stop such destructive unilateral actions, further warning that such activities would only further escalate cross-strait tensions and destabilize security in the region. According to the Taiwanese Defense Ministry, out of the 103 PLA aircraft, at least 40 of them crossed the de facto median line in the Taiwan Strait. The aircraft then entered the island's air defense identification zone in the southwest and southeast. At least 10 Sukhoi-30 aircraft, nearly 12 J-10 aircraft and around 4 J-11 aircraft and over 10 J-16 fighter jets along with two Y-20 aerial refueling planes and two KJ-500 aircraft were spotted among the 40 sorties. The Taiwanese Defense Ministry further added that at least nine PLA warplanes were also spotted near the island. The ministry said that it had closely monitored the situation and tasked warplanes and naval ships as well as land-based missile systems to respond to the heightened activity. Since the U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to the island in August last year, 
Beijing has intensified military operations around Taiwan. China has sought to isolate Taiwan diplomatically by pressuring other countries not to officially recognize it as a separate country. Most nations in the world follow the one China policy and do not formally recognize Taiwan as a country. However, many nations maintain unofficial relations with Taiwan and engage in trade, cultural and economic exchanges. There are reports China is stockpiling food and fuel at an alarming rate with wheat, maize and rice sufficient to meet 18 months of demand. The country is also hoarding up to 70% of the world's grain, including 51% of the world's wheat. This is in addition to their already massive stockpiles of oil and marine diesel. Is this just a nation looking for long-term security? Or is it something more sinister? Liberal Party Defence and National Security Policy Chair Lincoln Parker is all over the latest, as he is. We're getting one most weeks. Great to see you. Good day, Aaron. What does this all mean and how worried should we be? Well, I think we should be really worried, but we should also be talking to the Australian public about it and looking mm. at just what is China doing. So you mentioned the stockpiling and the hoarding of uh, the world's grain, up to 70% of the world's grain, including 51% of the world's wheat. But look at the aggressive actions that they just took last week with regard to the Filipino um, vessel that was trying mm -hmm. to resupply one of their own shoals, the second Thomas Shoal, and a very, very large Chinese naval ship um, ha fired a water cannon on them to prevent them from resupplying the, the marines that they have on this shoal. And then you have a joint naval exercise between China and Russia, their new best friends yeah. and allies, mm. um, no limits allies as the Chinese call it, patrolling um, ag aggressively around Alaska, which forced the United States Navy to then take action and try and head them off. So if you look... And then I think what we also don't do in the West is we don't look at what President Xi Jinping actually says himself, where he comes out and says, we are going to take and invade Taiwan. Absolutely. It, it, he doesn't kind of dance around it. He doesn't he mince his it. words. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you don't want people to panic. You don't want people... To, to be, you know, overtly terrified all the time. But we need to actually realise that there's a genuine threat here and act accordingly. I mean, our fuel supply, what, 10 months at best in this country? If there were a war were to break out, even if it didn't involve us at all, it cuts us off. It cuts us off. Um, we used to have a lot of oil refineries in Australia, I think between 8 and 10 or so. Um, under the Hawke and Keating governments, we decided that we wouldn't manufacture or make anything in Australia anymore, and we, we started buying all of our manufactured goods from China, um, and we started shutting down our own oil refineries. Um, I know your, your late father was a big proponent of why are we not having more security and more oil supplies mm. for our own country than we do. I think, you know, as you said, it's, it's nothing. Um, and if we were to be cut off from our oil supplies, which primarily come from Singapore and, and uh, South Korea and elsewhere, you know, how are we going to be delivering food and trucks to Woolworths? I mean, how are we going to operate our economy? And these are just things that, we're, that the Prime Minister is not talking to the Australian public about. Mm. So we're not preparing at all. And he's actually pulling money out of the Department of Defence and undertaking a lot of so-called reviews, which is just another word for stop spending money in defence. It is absolutely terrifying. I wish it weren't, but it is. Lincoln Parker, thank you so much for your Thanks, time. Aaron. Really appreciate it. Gordon Chang with us this morning. All right, Gordon, what is the significance of the, this direct channel, challenge from Xi Jinping? Xi Jinping and his foreign minister, Qin Gong, are building a case for war. They're trying to justify a strike on the United States. James Lilly, our great ambassador to Beijing in the 1980s and 1990s, put it best when he said, the Chinese always telegraph their punches. Well, Xi Jinping is telegraphing his punch. How important is the military in China at the moment? It's getting more and more power over the political system. And we see this, you know, at the National People's Congress, which is now ongoing, they announced a 7.2% increase in the Chinese military budget. We don't know what exactly it'll be, but it's certainly greater than GDP growth for this year. Just go back to last year. 
They announced a 7.1% increase for 2022. They actually had GDP growth of reported 3.0%, but a lot of economists and analysts think it was actually negative. That shows you the Chinese military is getting so much power in the system, yeah. and that means the Chinese military are now thinking about what they can do, not what they should do. And one of the things they think they can do and did was to do us fly the supply, uh, the spy balloon over our country. Now, Speaker McCarthy, he's going to meet Taiwan's president in California. He's not going to Taiwan. Are you disappointed with that? I'm a little bit in the sense that um, McCarthy going to Taipei was a deterrence message. Now, I don't care if he actually goes to Taipei, but if he doesn't, then Tsai Ing-wen, the Taiwan president, should be met in Washington, D.C. That's a clever way of getting back at the Chinese saying, oh, you know, McCarthy shouldn't go to Taipei. Okay, well, we'll have the Taiwan president meet our president and the Speaker of the House in Washington, D.C. That's a deterrent message, and we need more of those messages. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who's running for the presidency, on this program says, look, we've really got to, not exactly stick it to the China, but we've got to say American businesses should not be doing business in China. Look, I find that rather extreme. How about you? Well, it is extreme if you're talking about peacetime. But if you think you're going to war, and the Chinese think they are, then it's not extreme, because it is strategically and morally wrong to give your enemy, and the Chinese do call us an enemy, Stu, hmm? to give the enemy the means in order to develop their military, which is configured to fight America. So, no, it's, it's not extreme, not at this time when we are on the precipice of the Third World War. If Disney withdrew from China or was not allowed to do business there, or Apple or any of our technology companies, that's huge. I mean, that's incredibly disruptive. Sure. Uh, and so is the death of hundreds of millions of Americans. Yeah, but they've not got there yet, have they? You no, but that's where they're going, Stu. Preemptive action. Yeah. Look, Stu, the Chinese, uh, the Chinese political system is now mobilizing China's civilians for war. In July, an entrepreneur told me that in China, he, he's making medical products for the civilian sector. Um, he told me that Communist Party cadres went to him and demanded that he convert his production lines to make items for the Chinese military. The Communist Party has given that order to many Chinese factory owners. And in fact, the Communist Party is now operating a lot of factories that once were privately owned because the owners did not want to stick around for what they thought was Xi Jinping's war. That's how close we are. It's ominous, Gordon. And thank you very much for being with us. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Did you all know that? How many of y'all been paying attention? How many of y'all had your head in the sand, not realizing these things have been going on? My wife, <laughs> Darlene, does. I, I, I don't know if that's the military in me or what, but I constantly were watching what's going on in the world. And uh, I told her I could see it, and she didn't want to talk, even talk about it. I said, I see, I see war coming. I said, war is coming. And uh, I said, uh, right now, here's, what, here's what's some information. Uh, you know, y'all remember COVID, right? Mm -hmm. What did we have trouble getting during COVID? Mask. Mask. What else? Any type of a uh, yeah. <laughs> medical supplies. <laughs> medical supplies, medicine, antibiotics, these things. Guess where they're all made at? They're made there. They're made in China. Okay. Uh, also, why do you think that? Uh, why is Taiwan such a target for China? The reason it's a target for China is all our computer chips are made in Taiwan. Every last one of most we are dependent upon. Well, here, our 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 leaders and and both parties, not just the Democrats, is for Democrats and Republicans, see fit to allow our manufacturing to be to go over to China, because and our and our companies. You know, they wanted to go over there because they could get their stuff done, you know, cheap. cheap. And they actually use slave labor over there to do to build your products. Your Apple phones, they're built by slave labor, okay? They have people over there that they actually make them live, almost practically live at the factory to get the work done. China is gearing up for war. China plays a long game. They don't play a short game. They've been gearing up for war since the 70s, all right? This has been a long, drawn-out process for them slowly. Their, their thing is, they, and they go by, uh, what's it called, it, it, uh, and I'm not even going to get that, never mind. 
But uh, what's going on right now is the U.S. is starting to, I think some people are actually starting to wake up. All right? The question is whether they've woken up too late. Um, what we're doing is, uh, you heard him talking about on the one video, the Australian video. They were talking about uh, Chinese boats attacking uh, and causing a Filipino uh, boat saying, hey, no, you know, they were wanting the, the South China Sea. That's their area. They've gone so far out there, they've actually built islands out there. The islands they have built, man-made islands, they're only made for one purpose. They're made to hold military aircraft. They have built runways on them. They have aircraft already set on them. Basically, it's a, it's like a, um, uh, instead of a ship, it's an island. So being a carrier, they've got their own islands full of airplanes. And they're pre-positioning these islands so they can get ready for to go to war. And they know who they're going to go to war with. It's going to be us. All right? It's coming. What else? What the U.S. has started doing now, they're saying, uh-oh, we got a problem. So what they're doing is they've, I don't know if you've seen this on the news or you pay attention to the news. They've gone to the Philippines. You know, we pulled out of the, 15, the Philippines back in the... Uh, Late 80s, I think, is when we pulled out. Late 80s, early 90s. Uh, we were ran out of there. And uh, our bases that we had there all closed down. Well, those bases are, are reopening. Clark and the Philippines are reopening. We're bringing in aircraft. We're training the Filipinos. We, we go there with our guys, training these guys. Why are we training them? And you, the reason is because they know. We've got people in the Philippines doing that. We've got... Uh, we're also working with the Australians. I see you heard talking. Our military is also we working with them. We have been flying uh, missions. We've got carriers over there. We've been flying missions there in China. You know, you, this, you, don't, you don't own the whole China Sea, is what we're basically telling them. And it's going to come down to who's, who's the biggest boy on the block. You know, they will eventually, something's going to happen. It doesn't matter. One morning you're going to wake up and you're going to say, the U.S. has gone to war with with China over Taiwan. They're trying right now, they're trying to take Taiwan without firing a shot. That's their goal. Their goal is not, not to go to war. They don't want to go to war. They'd rather take the island. But once they take the island, guess what they have us by? By the short hairs. You know, we can't, uh, uh, we won't, we'll have to say, can we please have some, some chips for our phones? Can we have some chips for our cars? You know, and what is our crazy country doing right now? We're all supposedly we're going green, all right? We're going to have electric cars. What does these electric cars need? They need chips. Everything we want to go to needs chips to, in order for it to work. And what else have we done? We've cut back on our fuel, all right? If you've gone to the gas pump lately, how much is your fuel? Here in the state of Georgia right now, we're fortunate because the governor has been letting us not have to pay the state tax on the on the fuel. You go to California, fuel is six to eight dollars a gallon. Okay, a gallon. Uh, our right now, what what uh, our current president has done, he has gone and dipped into our oil reserves to cause to cause our prices for your gas to try to get them to go down. You know, it's election season. I've got I need to go pull some oil out so I can make these people happy so they'll vote for me again. Well, right now they say we have 17 days in our oil reserve. Okay? 17 days. How long? You know. And you see what they were saying earlier. What was China doing? China was already, they're already stockpiling. They've been stockpiling oil. They've been stockpiling fuel. And they're, this, the reason they're, you know, they're doing this because, yeah, they plan on going to war. I know this ain't good news for you to hear, but it's best that your head's not stuck in the sand. And you're not, you're not, uh, uh, you know, you all of a sudden you wake up and you go, how did this happen? Well, I'm telling you, I think one thing that I feel as though I'm like, you ever heard of, of a watchman? The watchman stands on the wall and the watchman cries out. I'm crying out right now to you. I'm crying out, hey, this, is, this stuff is coming. You know, Right now, what we got going on, who's talking to each other right now? Russia and China are become buddy-buddy right now. Also, we've got North Korea. And that guy's a crazy man. And he's also, he's controlled by China. China controls them. They pull his strings. Well, they not recently, they just got themselves a, uh, 
a nuclear submarine, all right, in uh, North Korea. And if we get targeted by them, what you'll probably end up seeing get targeted from them is uh, Hawaii and, and the uh, West Coast, California, anywhere out there, that's probably where you'll see get hit first. So um, it, un, un, it doesn't look good if you start putting the pieces of the puzzle together and you start looking, hey, these guys are doing these, this guys are doing this. And the Ukraine war, I mean, I know everybody was for Ukraine, hoping they would do good, but we have dumped billions of dollars into Ukraine. 160 that, billion. That we cannot afford to do. We don't have the money. We're actually, here's, what, here's how smart we are. We've gone so far as to take, Ukraine had a deal, had debt already before the war even started, the debt they had. We said, we'll pay that debt off too. Oh, and also we're gonna pay for your, your people to have medicals, uh, you know, medical care. To, you know, everything they don't pay for here for us, they're paying for people in Ukraine, all right? At the same time, what else problem do we have going on? We have thousands upon thousands of people coming across our border, all right? They've got so many people coming across the border and a lot of them are military age men, all right? And they, some of these people are coming from countries we don't want here. And they do not have control of the situation. They don't know. So don't be surprised. Also, one day you wake up and you find out there's terror attacks going on in our, in our country because we allowed it to happen. You know, and I honestly think, to be honest with you, that due to the way our country has gone for so long, how we have allowed a, you know, we allowed abortion for so long without 60 million babies to be killed. Uh, how we openly, openly condone homosexuality. How we push it upon our children. How we make our kids at school, hey, you're gonna have to have a sex change and it's okay. You ain't gotta tell your mom or your dad. We just come on in here, we're gonna give you these, this medicine. I think all these things that you see happening, is, you know, I think we're, we're following, they're starting to fall upon God's judgment. Amen. And I believe that judgment is, uh, you know, sometimes you get judged. Um, God allows you to be prosperous sometimes. You know, you might think you're prosperous, but you really aren't. That's right. And we're, we're, not, we're not prosperous. We're, we, we just have a big credit card. That's, That's all right. we have. We've also let China's buying up land over here and companies quicker than we can... We're allowing them to purchase more land and companies than we, we can yeah, even buy. Yeah, they're buying farm land, too. Oh, yeah, they're buying. When we're allowing it. So. The big um, pharmaceutical company on the way to Covington is owned by Takeda, Japan. I'm not worried about Japan. <laughs> Japan's worried about China. Oh, yeah. China, China, Japan right now is also gearing up for war. Up till after World War II, we did not allow Japan to have any... Any uh, any army or anything, they they only have a small forces. But now we we are allowing them to start to gear back up, and their their leadership over there is starting to get ready. That's what they're doing. So you have countries that are getting ready. You got Philippines getting ready, Australia getting ready, Japan getting ready. We're getting ready. China's already ready. The things, you know, uh, right now we have. Um, we still have the world's largest air force. Our China has a bigger navy than we do in numbers wise, but in uh, qual qual uh, quality wise, we have a better navy. We have a more modernized navy than they do. They have a lot of small ships, um, but um, I just one day I figured one day that's why I'm gonna turn on you know the news. Who said who said we can't go to through exactly what Israel got? happened to them just now. You know, look at what's happening right now in the world. We got Israel at war, we got Russia at war, and we got potential wars coming. And that's why I say is my are we is, are we actually witnessing the beginning of World War Three? Are we witnessing it? You know when World War Two started a lot of people there was a lot of deniers for a long time. They denied it uh, you know, and there's a lot of similarities what's going on in World War II and what's going on now. You know, one thing that caused the war, you know, Japan, we caused them not to have oil. They wanted that oil, so they attacked us. 
and it brought us into the war. But, uh, um, you have anything like say, Stacy? I mean, I think I, I'm just giving out facts and let you know what's going on. Uh, yeah, you stay up here with me. I will. I'll just touch on something. Uh, in Ezekiel chapter 38, the Bible talks about Gog and Magog coming. And most people believe that Gog and Magog are two countries which represent Russia and China. Since the Ukrainian war, Russia and China have aligned themselves together. China has been supplying Russia arms and backing them and helping them, and they have formed a, a pretty good relationship. So what I see coming through what's happening now in Israel with Hamas attacking Israel, Hezbollah helping them, uh, we know, everybody knows, but nobody wants to admit, even our government don't want to admit that behind it all is Iran. Mm -hmm. Iran is the one pushing all the money into these terrorist groups to do all their dirty work for them and to attack Israel. Iran wants to wipe Israel off the map. They've already said that many times. They don't want Israel to even exist. They want to wipe them off the map. So, if this gets heated, it could get heated into such a place where Iran is, I mean, Israel is forced to attack Iran. Yes, because Iran is currently developing a nuclear missile. They, they've been trying to develop a nuke bomb. They're getting closer and closer and closer to it. And they're developing it for one reason. They want to wipe Israel off the map. So Israel's already said they can't allow that to happen. Uh, Israel's prime minister came to our country and begged President Obama and all of our senators and congressmen and our government begged, actually begged them not to let Iran develop a nuclear bomb and to not give them money and support them. But our government went ahead and signed some kind of treaty with them. Trump came in and stopped it. President Trump came in and stopped that deal. Well, here we changed presidents again and it goes back to what it was before. So our country's been very lenient on Iran. But Israel has said, even if the United States doesn't back us, we, are, we will protect our own country, and we will not let Iran develop a nuclear bomb. So Iran, not, they got great intelligence. Mm -hmm. They're very smart. And they have a great, great military, supported, and a lot of them trained by U.S. But they're one of the best in the world in what they do. Their intelligence, their air force, their, uh, Israel's strong militarily-wise. So they're not going to let Iran develop this nuclear bomb. And since all this is heated up, and Iran being behind it, in the scenes, under, behind the scenes, they're supporting it. They're, they're, the, they're the gasoline behind the fire. Israel, when they hit them, this will be, I think, the allegiance of Russia and China coming in, because Russia's already an ally with Iran. So once that happens, it's going to bring in all the countries that's going to come at the final end, and they're going to all attack Israel. But we know, and I know what the Word says, that Jesus will rise, God will fight for Israel, and help them defend their nation. And a lot of people have commented on Internet, which a lot of people don't understand, uh why all Christians should support Israel. They have a question mark, why? They don't, some people have a bad idea or uh, way of thinking about Israel, but the Bible says uh, that God's always loved Israel. He created that na nation through Abraham. He cut a covenant with Abraham. And Vince started off with the verse that says, I will bless those that bless Israel and I will also curse those that curse Israel. God's going to always stand with Israel. Some people say, how? 
because he's faithful to keep the covenant. All throughout the Bible, all throughout the Bible, many people have tried to annihilate the existence of the Jewish race. Many people have tried to destroy it. Haman, in the, in the book of Esther, tried to destroy, undermine the authority to get them to destroy all the Jewish race. Destroy, completely wipe it out. But Esther rose up. God used Esther to go before the king, and he seen what Haman was trying to do, and Haman got hung. He got, he's the one that got took out. But God has always stepped in to save his people. Adolf Hitler was used by Satan to destroy, try to get rid of the Jewish people. And he did away with over 6 million Jews in the Holocaust. But God stepped in again. But yet, they still lost a lot of people before anything got done. So here we go again. Now we got Iran. And we got a lot of other people. I can't understand these people in the United States of America that stand up with these signs in the street that's protesting and standing for the Palestinian people whenever they have cut the babies' babies heads off. They have killed the elderly. They are barbaric, unhuman, demonic. And it's a big spiritual war. It goes all the way back to uh, uh, what the two sons in the uh, Abraham had two Ishmael sons, and Isaac. Ab uh, Isaac and Ishmael. That's where it all stems from. All that. It goes all the way back there. So that's where the war starts. So it's always going to be. Now here's the other thing. The Bible says for us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Right? Do you know what you're praying for when you pray for the peace of Jerusalem? It ain't going to be temporary peace. When you pray, but the Bible said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for they that love them will prosper. Well, there ain't going to be no peace. There ain't been no peace since Ishmael and, and Isaac. And it's always been conflict. It, it cools off for a little while, conflict, war, fight. But there's coming a day when it won't be, it won't be temporary. This war is really going to happen. It's going to end in the valley of uh, Megiddo, uh, Megiddo, Megiddo, sorry. That's where the final war is going to be. And it's going to be in Israel. So keep your eyes on Israel. That's where the fig tree is. That's where it's all going to come down. That's where the signs you got to watch. What's happening in Israel? What's happening in Israel? Because that's where it's all going to hit the fan is in Israel. But when you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, when you pray for the peace of Israel, me and Sophie talked about this. I said, you know what? When we're praying for the peace of Israel, you know what we're praying for? The return of Jesus. Because that's the only time when the Prince of Peace comes and he destroys all the enemies of God. He's going to destroy Israel's enemies. He's going to destroy Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. He's going to put them in the lake of fire. He's going to cleanse the earth of sin. And he will rule and reign as the prince of peace. That's when you're going to have mm -hmm. peace. True. Until then, it's just, uh, everything else is just temporary. We know before the seven-year tribulation period, there's going to be, uh, someone that's going to rise up, I believe, out of Europe that will seem to have all the answers. He will be called the Antichrist. And he will have Israel and all the enemies sign a seven-year peace treaty. Y'all hear that? When Steve said Sunday, when you hear them say, peace, peace, here comes sudden destruction. It's just fake. It's just on paper. It won't last. But at the seven year, whenever they sign that peace treaty, y'all keep your ears open. After this right here, 
You're going to hear somebody come up and say, I got the answer. Watch out for that dude. And he's going to say, let's sign a seven-year peace treaty. When you hear seven-year peace treaty, if you ain't saved, you better get saved. Because that's going to, when that is signed, that is going to be the beginning of the seven-year tribulation period. Preceding that, I believe, will be the event called the catching away of the church. Called, some people call it the rapture. I believe we'll be delivered from that. Seven-year tribulation is going to begin at the beginning of the seven-year uh, peace treaty that Israel will sign, and it will be uh, brought about by the Antichrist. And, but in the middle of, of the, after that, the Bible said in the middle of three and a half years mm -hmm. is when he breaks it. He breaks it. The Antichrist breaks it. And the Bible said the last three and a half years is called the Great Tribulation. Great wrath will come upon the earth. So that's the event that's, that's all this is unstoppable. When you're praying for the peace of Israel, you ain't praying for this all to stop because it can't be stopped. You know why? It's written that it must happen. That every word, it said heaven and earth might pass away, but not one word, not one jot, not one tittle. All has to be fulfilled. God's word can't be stopped. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. There's going to be a final battle. There's going to be war. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be famines. There's going to be disease. All these things, you can fast, you can pray. It ain't going to stop what has to come. But what do you do? Keep yourself ready. Keep yourself ready. But you can't stop it. People say, oh yeah, well church got to pray. We can stop this, we can stop this. There's some things you can't stop. That's the way I see it. You see that, man? I see the same way. One thing you can do is take more people with you. Amen. Our, our job is to share the gospel, let others know about Jesus, and take as many as you can with you. That's, that's your, if I had to take our mission statement, if you had to have one, it would be to know God and let him be known. You know, you got to know Jesus first before you can tell somebody about Jesus. So, and then, uh, but, yeah, he, he gave you a very concise, short version, you know, and that's one thing I think would be cool to go to the book of Revelation and start just teaching that. But um, I just wanted to bring up these events to you tonight and make sure you all knew what, what was going on in the world right now that you don't see. Because right now, our media, we have, whether it be Fox, NBC, CBS, ABC, any of them, they all read from a script. All right? You can take a channel and switch channel, especially on, you know, one's going to have this certain view, this one's going to have this one certain view. But they all have a script they go by. Even, even our local news, the same way. They all, like, follow a script. I've seen a video one time where they were talking about, and I'll have to bring that in and let y'all see it. It shows, like, the local news from all different areas, and they're, they're all saying the exact same words, okay? They're going for a script. You know, they're just basically just trying to, you know, program you, get you used to, to to hearing certain things, you know, where you don't even, you know, okay, we're just going to leave these sheep alone because they don't know what the heck's going on. They're reporting from the worldly view, but how many of them do you see, this is what the Bible actually says is going to happen. You don't see that on Fox. You don't see that on any other network. This is what the Bible said would happen. They're not tying it in with spiritual truth. So there's a lot of people in spiritual darkness that don't know spiritual truth. Uh, on October the 4th, y'all think about this. Before all this happened, the United States did a national, what it called? Emergency test. Emergency test on our phones. Y'all remember your phones going off? Mm -hmm. Even those locked up in prison, Larry, the phone went off. They were trying to hide the phone. <laughs> it was going off. You know who else did an emergency test before us? Russia. They did the same thing. 
Y'all remember the Cold War, don't you? Y'all remember, I know us, all of us growing up, they always told you all the time, we're going to be nuked to death. You know, duck and cover, hide underneath your, your desk at school, and that's going to protect you. you know, we all went through drills, stuff like that. And that, you know, it's kind of like right now, it's what you're seeing. Uh, we, we, either A, we're going to have a war, or B, we're going to have a, a Cold War. And I prefer the Cold War, like we had back in the, after World War II, you know. I remember when they said the Cold War was over uh, and uh, the Berlin Wall fell. And I was uh, watching that and I was thinking, it, it's not over. <laughs> I said, they just put on, they just put on a different suit. <laughs> you know, still got the same kind of people as back, back that's behind them that's in charge. You know, you still got communists, you still got, uh, people still have that mentality. It's like no, we, it, we will. I, I knew that also. Though what I was thinking, I said, I know we'll see him again because the Bible says we will. I knew Russia was not dead after the Cold War. Mm -hmm. But the United States knew something was going to fix, either going to happen or soon to happen. That's why they did that national emergency <clears throat> alert for all American citizens. That was put out there and done because they know something that we don't know yet. And that was the very first federally controlled one. The ones you get, most of the time you've been getting, they've been coming from state level, you know, state level. That was actually from the federal government, the one you got. And it's amazing it happened right before all this went down. Uh, just want to speak to anybody out there that's tuned in, watching by media, wherever you are. Uh, we all live in the same world, it's a big world. All these things are coming upon us. We just gotta be vigilant, we gotta be sober, we gotta keep our eyes open. What we're trying to do here at Harvest Time Church is let everyone know here at our church and whoever's watching what's coming, what's happening now. So uh, get ready, stay ready. Keep your eyes on Jesus, keep your eye on the fig tree, which is Israel, because that's where it's all gonna end up at. But if you, here's the big, the, the main thing. It's Jesus Christ. He's the Savior of the world. If you're watching by media and you don't know that, know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I plead with you, beg with you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You must believe. You're not saved automatically. You have to believe. You have to put your faith. The Bible said we're saved by grace through faith. You have to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose from the dead on the third day. The Bible says if you believe this in your heart, and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. That's Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and verse 10. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call upon him today. Jesus Christ will not turn you away. He can deliver you. He can bless you. He can give you a life that's worth living. So choose Jesus and choose life. He is the Messiah. And there will not ever be another. God bless you.